This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. This is the general manager show that you hear right here on A's Cast Live. David Forst is with us. David, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Tony, did anybody get any uh, sleep down in Anaheim last night? No, I, you know, it's funny. It's like I was just on the air. It's like last night I got off the air at like 1245, and I feel like I'm right back <laughs> on the air. Yeah, uh, you, you, know, the, you would think if you're going to play that long, you might as well try and win, huh? Yeah, how, how brutal is that when you do play a game that's four hours and 13 minutes and you lose like the way you did last night? There, Look, there were a lot of things that were brutal about last night, and I'm sure fans will agree with me wholeheartedly on that uh, to be up 7-1, to one, to have everything clicking on all cylinders early, Profar, Grossman, swing in the back, great. Get a couple two-out two hits, Marcus with a big knock. Uh, and then it's so deflating to have them come back. And, you know, you know Trout and Otani are going to get you at some point. You just you hope it's not in the same game. So, yeah, to then play into the, into the night after 11 and, and lose after having – two outs, bases empty in the ninth. It just, unfortunately, we, we seem to have found a lot of creative ways to lose games of late, and um, it's too bad because our guys are generally playing well. Like, you look at the whole body of work and offense, defense, pitching, everything sort of looks good on paper, and, and it just isn't coming together at the right times for us. Yeah, the guys are playing hard, and I think for me, David, yesterday, what was really tough was, Robbie Grossman played a phenomenal game yesterday. I mean, he had four hits. Two of them were doubles. He had a he had a monster catch in the eighth inning. And it's just the way he was positioned, because obviously a runner at second base, you're playing in. He had so far to run, and then he got turned around, and that's when he got in trouble. But I said the postgame yesterday, I'm not putting this on Robbie Grossman. You score nine runs, I'm not blaming it on the left fielder. I totally agree. Totally agree with everything you just said. I, I thought Robbie had a great night. I think he swung the bat really well the last couple of weeks. Um, been a big guy for us against right-handed pitching because we're, we're not super left-handed and, and we've struggled at times against righties, but Robbie swung the bat great. Like you said, that catch he made in the eighth inning was huge. That ball gets by him. We're not even playing in the bottom of the ninth. Um, and then, you know, you, you can't fault his positioning there. You've got uh, a speedy runner on second. You've got Dustin Garneau at the plate and, and, Look, we all know that the most likely way for Dustin Garneau to beat you is to bloop one in, uh, hit something, just gets over the shortstop or second baseman's head. The same way, same way we had with Lucroy the night before, and uh, so he's got to play shallow. Uh, the last thing you expect is Garneau to hit a ball that makes you go backwards, and uh, yeah, it was just unfortunate. And I, I was really happy for Lou Trevino the way he handled it because you know immediately when that ball dropped. 
the cameras are on him and a lot of pitchers would flip out at that point and he obviously he was disappointed but he didn't show up as left fielder which i thought was very classy and very professional no i i wouldn't have expected that from lou or or any of our guys really i mean our guys do a good job i think uh, a lot of that comes from Bob setting the example that uh, that we're all in this together. No one's showing anybody up, and uh, it was too bad for Lou. I mean, the way he threw the ball, the three pitches he threw to Pujols in the eighth were about as good as he's looked in a while. He just went right through them. And then he gets two quick outs to start the ninth, um, and it was just, yeah, it was too bad. He couldn't close the door there and give us another chance to hit because uh, we had the top of the lineup coming up. Yeah, it would have been really interesting to see if Robbie makes that catch. We go into extra innings. Both bullpens were pretty light at that point. It would yeah. have been interesting how the game would have ended. Who, kno- who knows how long we go. But, yeah, obviously having used used everybody. Soria, Petit, Wong gave us three huge innings to keep us in that game. That kind of that kind of gets lost when you lose a game like that is the effort of a guy like Wong to keep us in the game. You know, he comes in, we're down 8-7. Uh, he, you know, you know, Bob's going to try and get some zeros out of him, and he he was great up to ninety four in that bat at bat against Otani, and uh, that's now four scoreless outings for him. So he's been a nice little boost. Oh, no doubt about it, and, and, and it gives Bob two left handers in the bullpen, which is great. And you mentioned Otani when you scouted him. How much did you scout him, and, and, and did you know you knew what he could do as a right hander, but did you know that his bat would play at this level? Yeah, that was a bigger question mark. Uh, anytime you're talking about a hitter, obviously hitting is is a reactionary job, and uh, you don't know how he's going to react to big league pitching. When, when he's on the mound and controlling the action and, and with the stuff that he has, you could pretty confidently make the translation to say he was, he was going to be fine over here. But you don't know about the bat, and you, you think the power's real, but uh, he, he has been everything people expected and then some with the bat. And, and you look at the pitch – he hit out against Montas the night before. I mean, Frankie's cruising. He's, you know, he doesn't have his best stuff, but he's got good velo. And that pitch he threw to Otani was on the inner third at 96. And for him to to get inside of it, hit that ball to dead center field, I mean, he's he's pretty special. I mean, we, we know the other guy in that lineup maybe the best player we've ever seen. Um, but to have Otani behind him, that's a pretty special one too. Yeah, and the thing that uh, really stands out too for a big guy, how fast he is. I mean, this is, a, you know, I, I think back when I remember when I was reading all these scouting reports on him and these scouts were like, we don't know if he'll be able to hit at this level. I want I want to catch up with those guys and go, <laughs> what the heck were you watching? This guy this guy can play. Yeah, and he can run. Like you said, he eats up ground going to first base. We, we saw that early on last year in the first or second series. Some of our infielders had to make some adjustments to the way he gets down the line, but... Uh, yeah, I, look, I'm not looking forward to a year from now when he's back to both pitching and hitting because just dealing with him as a hitter right now is a handful. Do you think that will once he comes back and we know how good he is on the mound and what he's doing at the plate, do you think this is going to change baseball for more two-way players? I think he's a unique talent. I, I think what he's able to do at his age and, and how physical he is, it's, it is unique. That said, we, we've seen it, you know, in other organizations, teams are, are trying to do it a little bit. Um, in fact, you know, the, the Angels have Jared Walsh right now who has pitched a little bit. Uh, everyone knows Tampa's got Brandon McKay coming up through the minor leagues. They, um, you know, they're trying it. So I, I think there's, there's an interest from a lot of clubs in doing it. And I think it goes along with sort of the trend in the game of, of trying new things um, and, and, you know, Ten years ago, you wouldn't have shifted, you wouldn't have opened, you wouldn't have done a lot of things. But 
you know, a two-way player can have a huge impact on uh, on a roster. I don't know why fans don't like the opener. I mean, they just don't like it. I got to hear about it in the post in, in the post game show. But the Rays used it again today. They've won twelve out of seventeen games that they've used the opener. Why do you think fans don't like it, uh, and, and, and and why should they like it? I was thinking about you last night when uh, when Listella hit the homer because I know you hear it as much as any of us do. Um, I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't get into fans' heads, and, and, and it's fine. I, look, if they're voicing their opinion, that means they're invested, and, and that's all we ask for, right? Um, it, it just—it's a change. It's a, and it's a pretty blatant change. I mean, a lot of things we do on the field that are a little different can be subtle. Um, this is this is one that is very obvious from the first pitch. It changes the dynamic of the roster, of the starting pitcher, of the lineup card. So I think it's it's a pretty obvious change we're making. Um, look, I, again, last night, I, I feel like a little bit like a broken record, but Soria made one bad pitch, and then he, he punched out two guys, and he got through the inning, and he allowed Daniel to start the game against, you know, six or seven in the batting order. So, um, yeah, I, I think I said the other day, what we need to do is do it more so that people are used to it, including our own guys. And, um you know, I, I think we will. We're going to keep trying it. I know we've got uh, a number of games in a row coming up in Texas and Tampa. And uh, if there's anywhere it should feel like doing it is natural, it's going to be in Tampa next week, right? Well, I, and I try and tell fans, whether you like it or not, the numbers show it works. Because you see the numbers of a starter from the first time he goes through the lineup to the second time to the third time is so dramatically different. You guys have the data. Yeah, and some someone said to me the other day, well, why are you doing it with Mangdon and, and not with Fires or, or some of these other guys? Their numbers kind of look the same. And I was like, look, if we had unlimited pitching, maybe we would do it more often. But based on the composition of the roster, I think – uh, you have to pick your spots. Daniel had struggled his first three outings up here in the first inning. Seemed like the right guy to do it with. Um, but but look, the the relievers clearly uh, once one time against a hitter are usually better matchups. The starters have the ability to stretch out, go five or six innings. That's what makes them starters. Um, but anytime you let a guy just go in there knowing he's got one inning, knowing he can blow out his stuff, uh, a lot of times you're going to get better matchups. It looks like he added another really good athlete to the franchise with your first-round pick out of Clemson, Logan Davidson. Were, were you shocked he was there at number 29? We, we were surprised. Yeah, I think it, it sort of became clear over the last 24 to 48 hours that was a possibility, but we had spent almost the entire spring assuming Logan was going to be gone. Um, and, in fact, I, I didn't go see him myself because Eric – had said a couple times, you know, don't worry about it. We've got a lot of looks, but it's really unlikely he's going to be there. So we we started to get excited on about Saturday, looking at some of the mock drafts, listening to some of the the gossip going around, thinking this guy might actually be there. And uh, look, you know, we had said all spring, picking at 29, you don't know what you're going to get, you don't know what's going to be available, but to get a, you know, a, a six four switch hitting shortstop kid with bloodlines, his dad played in the big leagues with real power from both sides. Uh, it was exciting that, that we were able to add him to the organization. You know, I, I compared shortstops, you know, because a lot of people know more about the NFL draft than the Major League Baseball draft, and I compared shortstops 
to what like Bill Parcells would do with tight ends. He loved taking tight ends because of the body size. You could either turn them into a lineman, you could turn them into a defensive end or a, a linebacker. That that size and that frame for tight ends is so versatile. Is shortstop really kind of the same way in the Major League Baseball draft? Because usually they are the best athletes. Right. They're usually the best players. I mean, obviously you go to any – uh, you know, little league high school game around the shortstops, usually the best guy. A lot of times in college, best athlete, best player. And I'll bet if you look at the position players on our club and even on AAA, I'll bet almost all of those guys were shortstops. I know for a fact Chapman, Profar, Simeon. Uh, I know Pinder was a shortstop. I'll bet Steven played shortstop until he played third base in college. I mean, you look at all these guys. They started out as shortstops. You see the game. You learn the game there. And then you end up sort of moving around the diamond. I'll bet Ramon came up as a shortstop uh, himself, you know, as well as he runs it down in center field. So, yeah, th- those are the premium guys you look for. And uh, it's not, you know, it's not a surprise. You look at our drafts, frankly. We've we've drafted a lot of guys in the middle of the diamond over the past, you know, 15 years or so. Let's end on this because I know a couple people have asked because Martini, what he did last year and, of course, starting in the wild card game, and he's doing well down at AAA. When do you expect to see him back here with the club? I think he's getting better every day. You know, that uh, the knee injury he had in the spring was – Unfortunately, just such a freak thing. He got, you know, got a spike caught on his pants, went down, and um, it just—it's—it's it's not a, a usual injury for baseball guys. You see it a lot more in football. It just—it takes a while to work back. So he is, you know, he's getting better every day. Uh, he's swinging the bat well. Still needs to, you know, get some power in his bat, move after the ball in the outfield. But yeah, I think uh, Nick's getting close to the point where we would consider him if he's playing well. Good stuff, David. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, Chris. Thanks for having me. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.